Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to All About Fitness. On this episode of All About Fitness, I'm just going to do a quick little quick fit tip. And this is really in reaction. I'm recording this. This is the, the first week, well, technically, well, I guess the first full week of August. So it's after the tragic shootings that occurred uh, the weekend of August 3rd and 4th, uh, 2019. You know, people might be hearing this on, on, you know, delay or listening to this in the future. But there are specific mental health benefits from exercise, from working out. There's been a lot of research over the years. And what we're understanding, I mean, we know that exercise influences biochemistry in our body. We know that exercise influences neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, that have a lot of correlation to depression. When you look at a lot of antidepressives, and I am not a medical professional by any stretch of the imagination, nor am I even attempting to try to give you any type of medical advice. I'm not. What I'm just trying to review is some of what we know about the physiology. And what we know is that exercise changes our neural physiologies, changes our neural chemistry. Exercise changes the chemicals that you have in your body. And what we've seen, you know, when these tra- tragedies have happened in the, you know, for years, what we've seen in, in these shooters, in these, in these killers, these people, these terrorists, whatever you want to call them, and we can call them terrorists, that's what they are. A lot of times what we see is they're isolated, they're lonely. They're people that don't have other things in their lives. So what happens? They become isolated, they become influenced, and they become easily led by these things that send them down these unimaginable you know, avenues of horror. Now, that's not to say that exercise can fix everything. But if you're exercising on a regular basis, you're being active. You're creating a positive experience. You're doing positive things in your life. You know, if you're exercising on a regular basis, you kind of have meaning, right? If you, if you look at what you do when you exercise, you know, you could have a goal. Maybe you want to lose five pounds, 10 pounds. That's your goal. You start working towards something. You have a purpose. You have a reason. You, you know, when you get up in the day, if you have a goal of losing five pounds or losing 10 pounds, if you have a goal of being healthier, you wake up with something to achieve for that day. You're trying to do something positive in your life. You know, if you're going to group fitness classes, if you're going, if you're going for walks with friends, if you're playing just goofy pickup sports, throwing a ball around with friends, you're doing something interactive. You're getting outside yourself. You're interacting with other people. You know, I think one of the big issues we have with these mass shooters, and again, I am in no way a psychologist. I'm not trying to look at this from a social perspective. I'm just trying to look at this from an exercise of fitness perspective. A lot of these mass shooters are young men who are isolated. You know, is that an issue related to exercise? Possibly. Because when you look at it, when we look at the way we do PE in our schools, we take these PE programs in elementary schools and we have kids try to play a sport. That is back asswards because there are a lot of kids who just are not good athletes. And so what happens? A kid that does not, you know, kid in PE, first, second, third grade is told he's not good at soccer or not good at baseball or basketball. That kid now is telling themselves that he or she is not a good athlete. So what, what happens? That kid doesn't want to be physically active now. We've just shut down that kid from physical activity. You know, and, and that's not to say that, that being active, that being exercising could prevent this stuff. But think about the way we structure PE in our schools. You know, you get kids that are, you know, second, third, fourth, you know, grade isolated because they're not good athletes. That leads to further isolation. Whereas if we had PE programs, it's just, you know, the book Spark by Dr. John Rady talks about what they did in Naperville, Illinois. They gave kids in Naperville, the Naperville School District, they gave kids heart rate monitors, and their assignment for PE was to keep their heart rate a certain level. What they found, and I'll have a link below to, to, I'll have a link in the show notes to the book, but what they found in the Naperville School District is by having kids exercise every day with a goal of keeping their heart rate at a certain level, 
that they had a lot less behavioral problems. The kids that were acting up in class, if they're ex- if they start, when, as soon as they started exercising an hour a day, they noticed their behavioral problems went down. Test scores went up because they changed the way they did PE. They made movement the focus, not playing a sport. Now, I'm not saying that, that changing PE curriculum in our elementary schools can you know, stop these shootings. I don't think there's any one factor that can stop these mass shootings. But we need to take a look at it and say, and, and from across, you know, from multiple perspectives. And one of the reasons why I care about this, and, and for listeners, you may not know, I talk about my background in politics, but my first job right out of college was working with Senator Dianne Feinstein in the mailroom. Now, some people may or may not like the senator, and frankly, I don't care about your politics. I'm proudly progressive. I consider myself a progressive. And after the last three years, I will never, ever consider voting for a Republican candidate until the Republican Party eviscerates all the people who helped Trump get elected. That's just my politics. You know, if you don't like that, feel free to not listen again. I am fine with that. I understand the sentiment that got Donald Trump elected. I understand why people wanted to try a different approach to our leadership, but it's failing miserably. But I'm going to take a step back. So I worked for Dianne Feinstein in the Senate right after I got out of college. That was the year they passed the Brady Bill. That was the year they passed the crime bill. Now, that led to, that was the summer of 94. That led to the fall of 94 election where you had Newt Gingrich come into Congress. You know, but... What that did, what the Brady Bill did, was it instituted a background check, a national background check. It instituted a federal seven-day waiting period. What the Brady Bill, what that bill, the crime bill also did was it changed assault weapons. In the early 2000s, that assault weapons ban went away. You know, it's not saying that banning guns is going to work, but after I worked for Feinstein, I went to work for handgun control. I went to work for Jim and Sarah Brady. So I worked very closely on the issue of gun control. I was in meetings. I was in hearings with members of the NRA the American Shooting Sports Council. There's even a group out there, there was in the 90s when I worked for handgun control, there's a group out there called Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. You want to talk about a hardcore group? If they're still out there, look that up. Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. They are so hardcore about gun control or gun ownership, it would put the NRA to shame. They are far right from the NRA. That's how bad they are. So I was in those hearings. I heard them make these BS arguments that you, know, you can't ban one class of weapons, but you, know, you have to ban them all. No, I'm sorry. I did my senior thesis on the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was written at a time where you had single-shot muskets. The Second Amendment was written at a time we had no early warning radar. The Washington, D.C. on the Potomac River could have been invaded by France, Spain, England, and they would have not have known until the boats were halfway up the Potomac from the Chesapeake Bay. We needed to have a militia in the late 18th century because we needed that to protect ourselves. We needed men to have firearms to protect themselves against the, you know, not the, well, the aboriginal, but the local indigenous populations. We didn't know we're going to be invaded. So we needed to have a standing militia. But that all went away. The fact that people can buy, my stomach turned at the sight of a 100-round magazine. You know, 100-round, and I'm a gun owner. I'll say I, I worked for Jim and Sarah Brady. I am a strong believer in gun control. But I am also a strong believer in gun ownership. I do believe it should be harder to buy a gun than to buy a car. You know, in the past two years, I've bought both a car, a house, and firearms. It was a lot more paperwork to do the other stuff than to buy a firearm. Now, I'm in California, so I'm lucky. I have a 15-day waiting period. I do not mind jumping through these hoops. I do not mind having a limit on the amount of guns I can buy. I do not mind the fact that in California, I cannot buy anything larger than a 10-round magazine. I know that keeps me safe. I know that 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 reduces the chance of somebody with a high-capacity magazine opening up fire. Now, they could get high-capacity magazines from other areas and bring them into California illegally. 
This is a very complicated topic, but I'm going to bring it back to exercise. I think the one thing you'll find in any mass shooter, going all the way back to Charles Whitman and the Texas Tower back in the early 60s, I think the one common denominator you would find among mass shooters is a lack of regular physical activity. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with that. But I think when you look at it, when you look at the effect of, of exercise on mental health, when you look at the effect of how just movement, you know, a few episodes ago, Rodney Korn talked about you know, the role between movement and emotion. There's a direct correlation. You know, all this stuff, all this shooting is, it's unfathomable, you know, right? As a parent, I don't know how many of you other parents, you freaking freak out, you know, because you don't know. I mean, I live in freaking, in suburbia, North, North County, San Diego. You know, I live in one of the most idyllic spots in the country. But there are still days when, you know, I, I give my girl a big hug on the way to school because, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to see her again. How stupid is that? You know, so folks, I'm just doing this little rant because we are each processing this in our own ways. This means something to me because I worked, I worked on this issue specifically. I worked in Congress on this issue. One, and that's, that was my last job before I got into fitness. I was working for handgun control. But it's a Republican-led Congress, and it was going nowhere. They were making – the Republicans in the late 90s cut funding to, to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. The Republicans cut funding so you cannot study gun violence as a public health epidemic. That is asinine, folks. That is asinine. We have to understand the root causes. We can't even study. The CDC cannot study gun violence right now because the Republicans in the 90s have put language in our bills that do not allow that. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives is on paper records. In the year 2019, if a federal agent of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms wants to look up the sale history of a firearm, it is paper. Because the Republicans have not allowed there to be electronic background or electronic storage of files of who owns guns. This is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah, I'm a fitness podcast, but this is all related because your fitness means nothing if you go somewhere and are shot in the head by some idiot with a 223 with a 100-round capacity magazine. It doesn't matter how much you work out. It doesn't matter how healthy you are if you go to the movies and some asshole brings out a 12-gauge. You know, there is no easy solution, folks. There is no easy solution. But we got to take a look at what's around us. We know that people that are physically active, people that exercise regularly are happier. They're healthier. They have a better mental health outlook. They have friends. They're connected to people. You know, if you're a parent and you're worried at all about your kid, you know, get your kids physically active. It doesn't mean they have to go play sports. Heaven forbid, don't, don't make your kids play sports. Just get them out there. Be physically active. Try to get them with other friends. Enhance their social network. You know, if you have more friends, if your social network is why, I mean, look, when I was 13, 14, yeah, you know, I you know, was fascinated by guns at 13, 14 years old. It was in the 80s. I listened to punk rock. I wore the, the, the whatever. You know, in, in eighth grade, a friend of mine and I made these stupid buttons called Satan Loves You. It was some stupid – to me, it was a stupid joke. That other kid, though, he was a little bit, you know, he's a little bit different. So I was that kid. I wore camel pants. I wore dark pants for a little while. But then I, but then I started working out. Literally, at 13, 14 years old is when I started exercising. You know, 7th, 8th grade, I could have gone a different way. 7th or 8th grade, I was reading gun magazines. I was fascinated by that. But 8th, 9th grade is when I found exercise, when I found fitness. I got into BMX racing. You know, that gave me a purpose. I got away from all that nonsense. That's why, that's kind of, I guess, why I'm going into this, because I could have been that kid. I really could have been. You know, but I don't know what changed. You know, at some point I was fat, you know, and it's still, I own guns, 
but I haven't, with all the stuff going on, my guns have been locked up. I haven't shot my guns in more than almost two years because I'm so sickened by everything out there that I know I should take them out. I know I should shoot them on a regular basis, but I haven't even wanted to open up the safe. And yes, all the guns are locked in a safe. If you do nothing else in, in, in response to these tragedies, if you're a gun owner and responsible gun owner, which I'm sure you are, please double check that your guns are locked and secured and not easily accessible by other people in your house. If nothing else, if you're sitting there going, wondering, what can I do? How can I react to this horror going on? Start at home, man. Get your family active. Get your family doing stuff together. If you have any kids at all that you might be worried about at home, in your neighborhood, try to get those kids out and be active. Because, folks, I could have been one of those kids. I really, I know at 13, 14, I could have gone down a dark path. But for me, you know, getting into sports, getting into BMX, getting into working out with friends, that never, that never became a reality for me. And this is such a complicated issue. There's no, you know, yeah, we can talk about gun laws. Yeah, we can talk about mental health. But folks, it starts at home. Look around you. Do what you can do. And I know I got off the pack. This is a little bit different than, you know, my normal, you know, quick fit tips. But the fact is, exercise does make us healthier in many ways. One of the most important ones being mental health. So please, if there's anybody at all that you can influence, if there's anything you can do in the wake of these tragedies, Reach out, reach out to a friend and get them, take them out for a walk, get them active with you. Do something physically active because being physically active changes your life. It changes it for the better. Not only are you healthier, but your mental outlook, your overall mental health becomes better. I'm going to have a couple links below in the show notes to a couple things regarding mental health, uh, exercise benefits of exercise and mental health. And I'm also going to link below in the show notes to a charity that is, is raising money to fight, the, you know, to promote a smart way to address gun violence. There, there is no one way that's going to do this, folks. But, but if we look at different avenues, everything from maybe how we approach PE in schools to just you know to doing more restrictions on being able to buy firearms, there has to be a way that we can cut this out. Because I don't know about you. I really don't. I don't want to do all this stuff. I don't want to focus on my health. I don't want to work out. I don't want to eat all the right things. I want to have some asshole hit me with a 223 and take me out of this world. No. That is not an option, folks. We have the power to do something about this. It starts at home. It means being active, being involved, and doing what you can do. There is a way to address this culture of gun violence. There is a way to do this, but we can't do it individually. We have to do it collectively. What that's going to look like, I really don't know. But if we each are more aware about how we have a positive impact on the others around us, I do believe we can do something about it. So thanks for letting me ramble on. I appreciate your stopping by this episode. And I really honestly, sincerely look forward to having you join me for future, future episodes of All About Fitness.